wrong. I just didn't know what was wrong. I thought I just really, really tweaked my ankle. That's what I thought it was. But yes, I played, but I couldn't run. Right. So yes, it was one of those things to where, oh, like, how did you play on the torn Achilles? I didn't technically play. <laughs> I was just on the floor. So um, in that moment when it happened, the back of my ankle started to throb. And once he went down, I think what bothered me more than anything, we talked about the David Ortiz comment when he was getting wheeled in the surgery. And I said that certain stuff like that just kind of like it's etched in my brain. Everybody who tears their Achilles, look at Boogie. Look, I don't know who was in the gym when I tore mine, but we all did the same thing. Look at Boogie, look at KD, look at Kobe. When we when we go down, you pinch the back of your ankle because you're almost unsure of like, is it can I really not feel it? And you've seen once he grabbed it, he looked at the bench and he didn't even look worried. He was just like, come on. Yeah, come on. That in my mind let me know Katie knew he shouldn't have played. And I'm purposely leaving that awkward dead silence because what did we say the day after that Houston injury? Katie should not play anymore. Right. In that moment when Katie squeezed the back of his ankle and he looked at the bench and Clay wouldn't even look at him. Clay was the closest one to him, and Clay wouldn't even look at him. Everybody in the arena knew what it was. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And everybody wants to say Stephen A. Smith is definitely one of them. And, again, I, I tell people all the time, there are certain people in certain sports, certain leagues that I defer to. When it comes to the NBA, I defer to Stephen A. Smith. I'm not deferring this time because I actually tore my Achilles. I don't know if Stephen A. Smith ever has, but I've dealt with the injury. So I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. I know what the recovery process is like. I know what the therapy is like. I know what the – all of it is like once KD went down in Houston, that was an Achilles tear. It was a partial tear. It was a partial tear, whether he wants to. Because, again, when I told you it first happened to me, I thought it was the top of my foot at first. I wasn't even near where the injury actually was. So it can hurt in other places. Right. And it's actually your Achilles. So that's neither here nor there. But one of the things that he wouldn't, he still says that he won't go on record and say, is he won't say, and I think he's more so looking at people, and understandably so. He's saying that he doesn't feel like Bob Myers would lie. He doesn't feel like Steve Kerr would lie. He doesn't feel like necessarily Joe Lacob would lie. Steve, Max Kellerman always makes this uh, always makes this argument. He makes about the NFL, a league with a bottom line. Don't have morals. Anything with a bottom line does not have morals. Because at the end of the day, we want as many people as possible to pay for this product. So there's no morals behind it. And I'm going to keep this because, again, I was like, if we would have had the show the day after the injury, I would have it would have turned into a podcast because I would have lost my mind. But I'm going to try to get off the topic now because we have less than an hour left in the show. But all I will say is (laughs) because I'm trying to avoid calling them a liar as well. So let's say this. If we're not saying that they're liars. I'll put it this way, and I will dare anybody to argue with me. If Kevin Durant was under contract with the Golden State Warriors for the 2019-2020 season, he would have not played. And I'm willing to go to bat with anybody and say that. He would not have played if they had him under contract for the following year. That makes so much sense. But I hope that is not the case. But I promise you that's the case. It does make a lot of sense. If he was under contract for them. You know what's funny? Kendrick Perkins... I think a lot of people, that's one person that's underrated that if I could get, and I know it may sound crazy, but if I can get anybody that I wanted just off of memory right now, ex-player just to come talk that's doing media right now, Kendrick Perkins might be the person I land on. 
only because I know for a fact you're going to get honesty out of Kendrick Perkins. And he said he tore his AC. And I remember in 2010, I remember KP sitting out that game seven. And I was like, this is possibly one of the – I know he won a title in 08, but this is the next biggest game of his career, and Boston doesn't have him out there. And I was looking at it like, what's going on? And I told my dad I was confused because KP kept getting up on the bench. And he was cheering, he was clapping, he was getting into a defensive stance, trying to talk to KG. And I think one of the referees coming by, it might have been Kenny Maurer, whoever it was, um, told him to sit down. And Kendrick Perkins, everybody knows, you. what? You tell him anything, he's going to respond. You seen Kendrick put his hands up and was like, okay. And he sat down. And he didn't move the rest of the game. He wanted to win that bad. So I could only imagine what the conversation was like beforehand. Because he said once he tore his, his ACL, he could still run, he could still jump. He didn't really feel any pain. So he told the doctor, give whatever, give me whatever shots you need to give me. Right. And I'm getting out there. I'm going to throw in this brace and we're going to work. Right. He said Doc Rivers and Danny Ainge was like, Perk, you're going to sit the hell down is what you're going to do. And Perk was like, it's one game. Like, I'm not even going to play the full 48 minutes. So it really is 30 whatever minutes. Doc Rivers and, and Danny Ainge had to look at him and say, we care about you beyond basketball. You might not be able to walk later on in your life because you played tonight. Right. If we lose, we lose. But we're not going to lose or win and not know what your future holds. How come that didn't happen with KD? If KD was under contract with the Warriors for next year, he wouldn't have played. Okay, Chatterbox, now I have to ask you this. What's next for the Warriors? If I'm KD, I, we might have a similar... And and I don't I don't think he blames them because he's gotten so much from them. But we set the same situation about Kawhi. And they were like, oh, well, Pop has taught him so much. And he got his first ring there. He was taught by all these legends. If they feel like you may be the reason why they never play again or why they never may be the same again, you want to get as far away from that organization as possible. If Kevin Durant feels like he was pressured in a plan, if Kevin Durant feels like he was coerced in a plan, if Kevin Durant feels like his valor would have been tested or would have been challenged or would have been questioned by not playing, Kevin Durant will still leave. Granted, I don't know how he wants to do it because, again, I don't know how it would be because Kevin has been really, really smart in signing these two-year deals. If Kevin was smart again because he has that player option for next year, right? even if he just opts in and sits out the entire year, and now, now maybe people can question it because let's say that they make it to the finals again. And KD does get cleared to play in game one. And KD says, I'm not playing this entire series. I'm going to take a full year off. That's his player option. He'll still be a free agent the following year. Right. So KD has plenty of different things that I would go with. If I was KD, it depends. Figure out what the therapy is looking like. Figure out what the rehab is looking like. Talk to multiple doctors. If they tell you it's going to be about a year-long process, I would opt in. Give me my $31.5 million. And then as soon as I get cleared to play, I'm not playing anywhere. Because I played my last game for y'all. I'm not playing, though. No. I'm not playing no more. But you guys are going to pay me for this next year. Absolutely. Okay, so without KD for the whole year, and then Clay, Thomas is, Clay Thompson <laughs> is going to be out for a while, what yeah. does it look like for the Warriors? Um, is there a chance they miss the playoffs next season? No. Only no. reason why is because I feel like even the way that Boogie came on a one-year deal with all those people there, they're going to get somebody on a one-year deal even if look at look at a person like Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris wants a max contract. I don't necessarily believe he's a max player 
Um, I shouldn't say that because it sounds a little weird when you say not a max player. I'm not sure if you could win a championship with Tobias Harris being your one of your max contract slots. What I will say is Tobias Harris had moments in the postseason. Again, you being – I'm going to tab you a Philly fan. I keep saying <laughs> it. You being a Philly fan, um, he had up and down moments in the postseason. If he wants to pull a boogie – and say, let me get one year in a great situation where I know I'm going to put up numbers. Right. And I know I can get a bigger contract after the fact. If they go out and get somebody like Tobias Harris, they're fine. They're in the same position that they were last year. So, I mean, you could even you could even go as far as putting, let's say, let's say the starting lineup would be something like Steph, Iggy, Tobias Harris, Draymond Green. And let's say you get Bogut back for his last year. Are they going to? I think I think you think you might be able to convince Bogut to stay. Remember we talked about last week? We were all excited. With Bogut? Yeah. About, oh, with the Austra I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. You wanna Didn't we just say Australia again? News just broke a minute ago. LaMelo Ball is headed to Australia to play in the NBL. So what <sighs> reason why I took that deep breath is because I know I said I had two rules on my on the show at Cerritos. It was just two names you couldn't mention. Right. You couldn't mention 45, and you couldn't mention LeVar Ball. Right. Only reason why is because I've watched over the last four years those two people get cameras put in their face when they shouldn't have way too, way too many times. And then people get mad at what they say, and it's like you put the camera and the mic in their face. Don't be mad at what they say then. Um, I want to give him a little bit of credit. I want to give LeVar Ball a little bit of credit. I do. Hey, this is your second time. I'm just going to let you know. It might be more than that if you go back to Cerritos, too. It might be a couple okay. different times. I'm going to give him credit because he doesn't quit. Do we had a whole episode. No, yes. me, no means I'll do it myself. Because once they didn't invite Melo to the, um, to the McDonald's All-American game, the man created his own yep. <laughs> at the Orleans. So at the Orleans. So it's one of them things where I credit that man for never taking no for an answer. I do. I have to credit that man for that. I have to. Because in order to do anything, you know for a fact, in order to do anything, you're going to get told no. You're going to get told no, um, I don't want to say a lot, but you're going to get told no a decent amount. So, um, I mean, as long as, as long as, <laughs> I was about to say, I know as long, he, he feels like as long as his three boys will make it to the league. I said it before in high school, and it, it, or when uh, Mello was in high school, when he was in like tenth or eleventh grade. I didn't want to sound like a hater because it is a kid. You don't want to sound like you're hating on a kid. But in looking at their game, I was like, I think Mello's actually the worst out of the three. And they, they, even if you ask the two brothers, they'll tell you different. Jarella probably tell you something different too. Jarella probably tell you I'm better than him at basketball, whatever the case may be. My answer isn't the same. So. I think I've always looked at Melo and it's like he just the way that he pulls up from 40, the way his dad handpicks his coach, the way that his dad handpicks plays, essentially the way that his dad calls plays from the sideline. Melo's not going to make it off of that. He has the talent to like it, it, that's something that he's proven me wrong about. I didn't think he had the talent to get there, but he has the talent to get there. Jello might actually have the least amount of talent out of the three. But I thought Zoe and Jello had more of a chance to go again. Credit LeVar Ball for not right. being told no, because now Melo is going to have another opportunity to put himself on that grand stage. So we'll see. We'll uh, see. Okay, so we got to get into um, the Lakers talk. and Yes, I purposely, and I, I wanted to come in here, and I didn't know if I was going to tell you beforehand, but I did not want to come in here and start the show with the Lakers. 
because the Lakers have a habit of dominating headlines <laughs> when they shouldn't. So I'm so happy we got into the Lakers in the second hour. Hey, I I'm so happy. I can uh, read situations. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I did you... not want to talk about the Lakers first. Oh but my gosh! I'm excited. I thought we were on the same page. I'm geeked. We... I'm not even gonna okay. lie. <laughs> That's why okay. I'm super geeked about it. And this offseason is going to be really interesting now. It is going to be crazy, right? It's going to be super interesting now. Because like I told my dad, if the Lake, the Lakers don't have to get a Clay anymore. They don't have to get a Kyrie anymore. They don't have to get a, um, a Boogie even. Now, I do think it makes it easier to go get Boogie now because you already know how I feel. Yes, that's what I was saying we but, were talking about last week. True. And this can actually – this might – So well, tell our two, listeners in case three, they missed – Okay. The breaking news. Well, uh, <laughs> you want to? Oh, okay. I will, I'll tell them. Um, Anthony Davis, if you living under a rock for for whatever reason, Anthony Davis was traded on Saturday to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, everybody was waiting for this news to break. It finally happened. The Lakers sent, and we're gonna get into who they sent over to. Yes. Because um, they sent over three first round draft picks. Um, two of them are future. One of them is this year's fourth round pick, which the Pelicans are still shopping. The Pelicans are going to get a lot better because David Griffin's going to flip that fourth pick for something else. But um, whew. okay. So a couple of different things. Um, the Lakers traded Josh Hart, who had a breakout summer league, won the MVP. Um, Brandon Ingram, who I actually believed was the best talent out of the young core that's the first thing i thought of when i saw that absolutely because you already know how i feel about uh-huh. brandon ingram I'm, i was like that one you guys should that should hurt seeing him walk out the door um and then zo that one um i actually anybody who knows me knows i'm really high on zo as well um i just think zo I, I i don't know i just have questions about the zo trade because i mean about zoe being included in it i'm not saying that kyle kuzma should have been included in it because kuz being um staying with the squad actually makes more sense he's a spot up three-point shooter um max kellerman says he's an overrated shooter i actually think he's only going to get better he's that young um and playing off of ad and lebron you're going to get open shots like look at a person like mike miller who had years where he was the probably one of the um one or two best players on his team and then you get him in Miami, and he could barely walk. And he was knocking down open threes because of what Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron was giving him. So I think Kyle Kuzma's going to be in a similar situation. This is the only problem I have. Didn't they say that they were getting Jason Kidd so that Jason Kidd yes. could turn Lonzo into his next Giannis project? Yes, I forgot about that. So now can we admit that Jason Kidd is only there as a fallback plan for when y'all fire Frank Vogel? Wow. I completely forgot about that. Because now he has no point guard to even talk to. <laughs> now, now that's a fact. Like, so I just want to know how many times the Lakers going to lie to us and think that we just not going to mention it. That so is, that's neither here nor there. That is very true. But I told my dad, if they, I, I, didn't, I forgot about the boogie situation, but I've been pushing the, the Lakers. Once he signed in Golden State, once I seen him as a one-year deal, I was like, if the Lakers were smart, regardless of what boogie does this year, steal him away from Golden State the following year. Yes. Just take him. So... I told my dad the Lakers don't have to go out and land a big name anymore. I told my dad if they go out and sign somebody like Danny Green to be their two guard, who's going to knock down threes. They, they're talking about J.J. Redick as well. I'm taking Danny Green over J.J. Redick because Danny Green plays better defense. Um, and then, like I said, if you guys go out and you go, you guys go get a Kimball Walker or something of that nature, a name that just popped in my head right now, this would be the perfect time for the Lakers. Again, I don't know what they could give up. 
I really don't. But if the Lakers have people that are no longer on their contract, I mean, no longer on, uh, under contract, I wonder if the Lakers could work together a couple of three-team trades or, um, I mean, a three-team trade or either a couple of um, a um, couple of signing trades with some of the play- people that they have for a year. Because if the Lakers could go out and get Bradley Bill right now, just Bron, AD, and Bradley Bill, yeah. that's a Western Conference Finals team Yeah, by, by themselves. I don't care. You could put me at the point guard. We'll figure it out. So I think the Lakers, obviously, they didn't lose anything. They didn't lose anything in terms of um, in terms of their footing in the offseason. Like, I don't think they necessarily set themselves back in terms of that. They might have propelled themselves forward. But the only only thing I, I, I'm going to point back to, I do think Zoe's going to be a great player. Josh Hart is already rounding into one. I think Brandon Ingram, similar to what I said about D'Angelo Russell, the Lakers are going to look back and say, yeah, we gave that one away. But at least D'Angelo Russell, you know that you gave away. At least Brandon Ingram, whatever he turns into, you're still looking at it like we got AD for him. Right. Definitely. Okay, so um, the Lakers are favored in every sports book to win <laughs> the title next year. How they do you feel about that? They have to make another move. They have to make Absolutely. another move. Absolutely. They have to. They have to do something now. Like, if I don't see – if Kimball Walker was there right now, if Jimmy Butler was there right now, if Bradley Bill was there right now, even if Boogie was there right now, maybe I would be like, okay, I understand that. Just AD and Bron? I watched – Bron, okay, this is gonna sound crazy, but I watched Bron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh lose two games in the 2001. I mean, excuse me, 2011 NBA Finals because of Deshaun Stevenson. I watched Deshaun Stevenson drop threes in front of LeBron and taunt him while doing it. Deshaun Stevenson isn't half of what Dwayne Wade is, isn't half of what LeBron is, but that's what he did on the biggest stage of them all. You can't get me to believe AD and Bron are stopping Toronto. You can't get me to believe that they're stopping Milwaukee. You can't get me to believe that they're stopping Philly. You can't get me to and I'm naming only teams in the East. And they're not even in the and they're not even in the East. So just to kind of put that into perspective, right. Denver would give them a hard time. Houston would still give them a hard time. Golden State, even with injuries, would still give them a hard time. So what do you think about this? Um will the Lakers win in the next three years is plus one fifty, minus one. 30 is the no. I'm going to go yes, for in sure. In the next three years. Absolutely. They'll win something. I'm not even going to lie. They're they're going to win. I just don't know who that other person is going to be. I'm telling you, if the Lakers go out and get Bradley Bill, I think that's the piece. I think that's it. And I said that once John Wall went down with the injury because everybody – I think John Wall went healthy. Went healthy because of the fact that he plays defense the fact that he can block shots the fact that he can post up i think he's up there in terms of top two point guards i do and a lot of people look at me like i'm crazy and be like he's not better than Kyrie. he's not better than dame Lillard. he's not better john wall plays better defense than both of the people that you just named so if you're asking me who i want to start my team with if they're healthy i'm picking john wall before i pick a lot of those other people i know john wall is going to work on both ends of the court so once John Wall went down with the injury and I seen Bradley Bill go on his crazy run, right? I think I said it last year, in the middle of last year, Lakers, make that call. Because John Wall tore his Achilles, so he's not playing next year anyway. So Washington's probably not going back to the champ or not going back to the playoffs. Go go take him. Go steal him now before they realize that they probably should get off of John Wall's contract before they get off of Bradley Bill's. Okay, I hope I'm not wrong, but your dad is a Lakers fan, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything from him about this trade? Is he 
excited or he's he's super excited i mean it kind of goes back to what i just said a little bit we were talking about how to fill out the rest of the roster right and he's more so he's a Lakers fan so he's more so like we we actually can get some people we can get rondo back we can pull some people back i told my dad you're gonna need a lot more than that still that's why i told my dad if you guys go out and charlotte doesn't and jordan and charlotte doesn't want to pay um a premium top dollar for kimball walker because they don't feel like they're going to go anywhere and you guys get him I told my dad, now you guys are onto something because now you guys can fill the roster with non-stars. And he was like, what do you mean? And that's why I was like the Danny Greens. I was like the uh, Nikola Miritich. Go get Brooke Lopez back. I was like, look at how many people in Milwaukee are on one-year deals. You could actually steal a free from over there. So I told my dad, like, if you guys go out and get a Bradley Bill or go get a, a Kimball Walker, that's it. You guys got your big three. Fill everybody else around it, and that's why I told my dad a bunch of a bunch of lower tier players, because then that's when you can get people like a Tobias Harris. That's when you can get people like a, a Chris Middleton. Even to Chris Middleton might feel like he's actually onto a big contract. So I think Dallas might give it to him. But um, I think if you look at the second tier players, you can convince them more to right. come, not on a max contract. If your top three is Bron, AD, and Bradley Beal. Bron, AD, and Kimball Walker, or Bron, AD, and Mark Gasol, whoever your top three is, or Boogie, whoever your top three is, is going to be a lot easier to convince Tobias Harris to come, and you're going to get 20 points on accident. You're going to get 20 points on accident because everybody's going to be paying attention to these people. Okay, um, so I heard this, and I want to get your opinion. After game six, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember who it was, but they said the biggest winner of game six, he was sitting in L.A. enjoying that game, and it was LeBron James. <laughs> For sure. Yes. For sure. Um, you know what's funny, too? i seen social media is always funny anytime a champion is crowned, but everybody, i seen um, it's like a meme where obviously it's a, it's a screenshot from somebody fighting. It's like a video of two people fighting, and it said – Whoever was winning in the video, somebody put the Raptors over it, and then the Warriors was a team that was getting beat up. But there was somebody that was laying on the ground, like, recording it. Did you see that one? No. It was somebody laying on the ground recording it, and somebody put LeBron fans Uh on top of it. And I laughed because I was like, yes, that's very true. Uh Because for years, when KD and the Warriors was beating up on Cleveland, nobody cared. Nobody cared about what LeBron was going through. Not one person felt bad for him, including myself, which is why I don't feel bad for Golden State now. Right. It happens. Right. It happens. And like I said, in the basketball gods, again, we you never want injuries to happen. But the basketball gods are a real thing. They are. I think that's why the big three, everybody, when they made it to the finals the first year in Miami, everybody was like Dallas. Outside of Dirk, Jason Kidd is 35. Tyson Chandler's old. Sean Marion can't shoot. And they beat him in six. The basketball guys have a funny way of working out because Deshaun Stevenson couldn't miss that postseason. He couldn't miss. And a lot of people forget that, too. That was the Lakers last year after that because they won in 2010. That was the Lakers last year with their core team because that's when they traded everybody and they got Steven Nash the following year, Dwight Howard the following year. They swept the Lakers that year. They swept the defending champs that year. And nobody gave them a shot in the finals against the big three. Right. The basketball guys work in funny ways like that. And they also with Kawhi, because we talked sure. about this last week, and him making a pit stop in Toronto, pick yeah. up his title. What do you think is um, his next Whew. move? This is actually the tougher question that I was worried about coming in, because the more and more that the days pass, 
and how I said before, like, um, especially for a team that has never been there, even if they didn't win, I felt like Canada would look the quiet. Like, thank you. Thank you for even getting us there. Thank you for making the Absolutely. last two teams in the NBA. Thank you for making the entire world talk about the last two teams in the NBA, and we were one of them for once. Um, however, since it's happened, seeing the way Fred Van Vliet responded, seeing the way Kyle Lowry responded, seeing the way Nick Nurse responded, and everybody, Danny Green included, I feel like to a certain extent that might, that might entice Kawhi, I think, more. Not necessarily trying to recruit him might entice Kawhi more. Because it's not like he doesn't feel wanted. It's that you guys are letting him make his decision. Right. And I think that might entice him to stay. But if I had to give a percentage on it, I'm probably more middle of the road than you would think right now. But I'm still 60-40 Clippers. Okay. Only reason why I'm still going 60-40 Clippers is because, same thing I've said out here plenty of times, nothing beats home. If I want to go home... It doesn't matter what you give me in Vegas. So that that's actually what we want to see. Little brother, big brother, building up L.A. again, mm-hmm. right? If the Western Conference Finals are the Clippers and the Lakers, L.A. won. Oh, yeah. L.A. won. It doesn't even matter. So, I mean, if that's something that could happen, that's why I said that KD injury and then the Lakers making the first move of offseason, wide open. Yep. Whatever we thought we knew was going to happen next year, Probably not. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNB, the Rebel HD2. I'm Alex White here with Chatterbox. Don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about the baseball games that are on the board today. And we got to talk about the Aviators over and under since the last time we uh, caught up on it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. The Rebel is... KUNB HD2 Las Vegas. Vegas, 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 Vegas. Welcome well, back. You're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNB, the Rebel HD2. I'm Alex White here with Chatterbox. Um, I do have to say one thing, and that's Happy Father's Day to everyone yes. from yesterday. How funny is it? We got your dad on the phone last <laughs> Monday, mine today, right around Father's Day. It works. You would think we had like someone in the background planning this out strategically right nope just us <laughs> just, just us just getting lucky I and, guess. and on top of that some of the, some of these times it just be complete shots in the dark yes it's just like random moments like hey you want to call you do all right cool <laughs> i mean we didn't even prep your dad last week we were Not like hey we know how to work the phone line <laughs> anyone want to call in and we were lucky enough to get him sure enough yep sure enough and he he gave me his um tip in this week too or yeah, this week too. And um, it's baseball related. So, great. You're, we're heading in the right direction. Perfect. Do you want to start with that or you want to talk about the games on the board? Uh, no, I'm going to end with it. Okay. Um, so, last week we made a few picks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we were both on the Cardinals last Monday. Yeah. They won 4-1. And then the rest of them, 
I don't know what my I wa- I watched every pick that night. Did you? I did. Because ironically enough, I had a friend that actually came by and they were doing parlays for baseball. The day that you asked me, and I was like, huh, I actually have some answers for you. And I think he wanted to bet, uh, he wanted to bet Houston um, against Milwaukee. And that was Verlander versus Woodruff. And I was like, I don't know, bro. I was like, Milwaukee, yeah, I could see them winning in Houston. I don't, regardless of if their ace is on a, is on a mound. Um, and I think I talked him out of that one. And I think Houston won last minute. But I think I think I talked him out of that one. And I think the two out of the three that I gave him lost. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, what did I just do right now? Well, you did make one mistake. You bet against the Angels. Yes, I did. And then they won. Yep. So. And you know what's funny? I thought about that, too. And, and on top of that, the Dodgers got swept by the Angels. And I think what's, and I think the Angels had won four straight like after that. So it was one of those things to where – I laughed about it and I was like, I wonder how many Angel fans would probably want to call in and be like, you need an apology, you need to apologize. <laughs> no, I don't. And I won't. And I refuse to because I'm going to go back to our last postseason again. Best team in the majors. We didn't win a game against Kansas City. So there have been times where when the Angels are counted out, the Angels do the improbable. Right. Why do you always have to be counted out? Hey, that's your team. Uh, well, hey, if the, if we don't win a title with Mike Trout, I, that will no longer be my team, and I've already said that. Because we can't have the best player to ever lace him up, and we don't send him to a World Series. Right. That's absolutely insane. He's never been to a championship round. That is insane. The best player in baseball, possibly that we've ever seen, has never played for anything of importance. Right. I don't even know how to feel right now. Um, so let's look at tonight. Let's, uh, before you go off the angels, let's give a little love to Showtime as well. Okay. Hit for the cycle. Shohei Otani hit for the cycle. Um, we've talked about it a lot, but I yes. told you when the angels first got him, I was worried. Cause of course I wanted him, but of course when the angels first got him, I was so worried. Cause what did I tell you coming over here? Everybody who dealt with him over in Japan said at some point you guys are going to have to realize whether he's a hitter, right. or whether he's a pitcher. Just pick one. It's the moment that the Angels got him. I told my dad, watch the Angels try to beat a team to make him both. I was like, watch us beat a team to be like, nah, we're going to ignore all that advice that you just gave us, even right. though you've known him since he was 15. Nah, we know what we're doing. And then he had Tommy John the first year. And I told my dad, see, this is what I'm worried about. Like I said, because he, he was pitching every five days like normal, but he wouldn't DH the day before he pitched, and he wouldn't DH the day after he pitched. I told my dad, he's still an everyday player, essentially. Yes. And then you want him to go and give you seven, eight strong. What are you guys asking him? So in, in, in watching him hit for the cycle, the first thing that came to my mind, leave him a hitter. Leave him as a hitter. Right. Because when it comes to postseason time and you see Clayton Kershaw come in for a save off a of two days rest, things like that. Now we can pull somebody from left field and say, actually, get on the bump. Now we can do that. But requiring him to pitch and hit all year long, we're going to ruin him doing that. Right. Leave him as a pitcher. Let him DH. Let him do whatever he's going to do. I mean, I said a, I said a pitcher. Leave him as a hitter. Let him DH. Let him do whatever he's going to do. And then in the postseason, now we can get into one of those things where we might need you now on a, on a bump. This is when we need you to actually pitch or whatever the case may be. You can't have him going into a game with – 300 at-bats in a year, 
and 117 innings pitched. You you can't do it. Right. You just can't do it. So watching him hit for the cycle, I would hope and Brad, that might go back to my Mike Sosha situation too. Maybe I just didn't have trust in Mike Sosha. Maybe I just didn't have trust in the front office. Maybe whatever the case may be. But I'm looking at somebody like Brad Ausmus and his first managing job. All the players loved him. So I hope that back to the Kendrick Perkins thing, back to the Kevin Durant thing, I hope to a certain extent Brad Ausmus goes to him and say, I know that you want to pitch. But your hitting may get us to a game to where we actually could use your pitching. We want you to be a DH full time. Or teach him how to play the outfield. And that way you can you can keep Albert at DH yes. or whatever the case may be. But you trying – I know he hasn't pitched yet this year, but look at what he's doing in the batter's box without pitching. Don't let him back on the mound. Okay, here's my question for you with that, though. <sighs> when you come back from Tommy John, you're usually stronger, mm-hmm. right? You can throw harder. Mm-hmm. So aren't you curious to see how that develops? No, because similar to a knee with basketball, you're more susceptible to a second surgery as well. So, yes, you're throwing harder, but you can also blow out your elbow quicker. So, I do have a fear about that. Okay. So, it's almost like um, I'm, I'm going to compare it to Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade had a knee surgery at a young age. Dwayne Wade has knee problems now. Dwayne Wade has problems in both of his knees now. Because it went from – Dwayne Wade never stopped playing the way that he was playing. He was still slashing, still cutting, right. still jumping, things of that nature. They, they encourage pitchers after Tommy John surgery for the first year because it's like an Achilles injury. It's like an ACL injury. You may not want to throw your hardest for the first year. Right, absolutely. You might not want to because you're prone to re-injuring that, that, those ligaments. I don't know if Shohei is going to get back on there and say, instead of throwing 98, let me throw a 94. I don't know that he's going to do that. So this is where I'm looking at the organization right, to protect point. their product. This is what, And this is another reason that goes back to Kevin Durant as well. If the Angels do it and he continues to stay at DH, the Angels are protecting their investment, which goes back to my point about Golden State. They know that they have Shohei. Yes. They wasn't sure if they had KD. So back to what Max Kellerman was saying, too. If he is going to leave us, let's milk him for all he's worth. Oh. I have a whole new respect for KD after last week. I had the respect. I know you did. And that's the I... only thing that kind of bothered me because I was like, you didn't need to prove that. I think that's why I was more hurt because I was like, you didn't need to prove that. And to see a person get, it's almost like, it's almost like, um, I hope a lot of people that was like pressuring KD to play or questioning his valor, whatever the case may be. I hope a lot of people realize that they're probably, and I, I give a lot of equivalence to like back in the school days. I've seen a lot of people talk their friend into fighting when they didn't want to fight. And they watch their friend get whooped. You walked them into that. You walked them into that. Right. So it's kind of the similar situation that we watched with KD. It's the craziest thing when you can watch a person. And even though you're not even there, I felt like I watched them walk KD into that injury. Well, and That's then, why when it happened, I was like. Then their faces after. you. N- nobody, nobody, nobody looked shocked. But they looked like, oh, like it was on them a little bit, you know? That's why I said nobody looks shot because even when Steve, and again, I love Steve Curry. I think Steve Curry is the, one of the equivalents, again, I know people say Curry, but in terms of what he's meant for the game afterwards, I think Steve Curry might be closer to a Derek Jeter than people are actually giving him credit for. He may not have been one of the best players ever at the time that he was playing, but it seemed like every time you needed a big moment, right. anytime his post-career, you need somebody to say the right thing, it's always Steve Kerr. 
aside from KD looking at the bench like, come on, yeah, it happened. What bothered me more, and again, you it's almost like um it's almost like mourning. My dad told me you can't question the way a person mourns, because you never know what that person went through. Again, I have no choice though but to look at Steve Kerr because or to look at the way that he reacted because when he stood up and he put his hands on his hips, it almost looked like I said before, it almost looked as like a yeah, it happened. If all if everybody's face gave me the yeah, it happened look, you can't get me to believe the month before when you guys kept telling us, oh, it's a calf. If it was an Achilles, he wouldn't be running. If it was this, if it was that, he wouldn't be trying to get on the court. It, once it happened, nobody was looking like, is it the calf? Is it the Achilles? What does it feel like? Every Nobody said a word. No. That leads me to believe you guys knew what could have happened. And everybody is like, and, and this is just a slight point that I want to make is actually minute in comparison to the injury but everybody was like oh told you guys Kawhi is the best told you guys this is then the third I'm still hanging my hat on Kevin Durant is the best player in the world everybody was like well what happened they had KD for part of game duh, 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 part of game five 11 points in 14 minutes happened and that man didn't miss that's what happened yeah that's what happened actually 11 points in 14 minutes is what happened in front of Kawhi um, at what, 70%? Is that too high? Might be too high when you see that he blew his Achilles right after. Right. So that might actually be too high. So let's say 50% KD yeah. did not miss from the floor and had 11 points in 14 minutes. Still saying that that's the best player in the world. Shout out to Kawhi for doing it on both ends. It's not like KD doesn't do it as well. So. And I actually feel um, feel terrible because I am one of those people how you said you didn't have to prove that. Mm-hmm. And I feel, because I haven't ever been a huge KD fan, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of his, um, you know, the negative media that he does get with sure. the social medias and whatnot and him leaving to go to Golden State, of mm-hmm. course. But, um, yeah, but I have a too. whole new... Respect for him. Yes, a whole new respect for him. I've always said that, too, with KD. It, he knew the decision. You know what? And And this is a really, really personal story. This is a really, really personal story. And... Dad, if you're listening, you might even want to cut it down really quick. But um, we lost Cowboy, which is one of my my dad's um, one of my dad's pets. Um, who I'll actually show you a picture. I don't know if I ever showed you Cowboy, but Cowboy wasn't even two years old, and he got out the house and he was running down the street, but he ended oh. up getting hit by a car. But anyway, my dad had said that he had got close to him to the point where he almost could have grabbed him, and he took off again. And I told my my dad, of course, dealing with it afterwards. So he was just kind of venting a little bit. And he was like, and he kept asking me, like, what was he thinking when he was right there in front of, like, my dad said he could have grabbed him. He said, and he took off again. And my dad just kept, like, playing in his head, like, what was he thinking? And I told my dad, regardless of what he was thinking, if he knew what was coming, you think he would have ran? That's what I told my dad. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So whatever you're thinking, he paid the ultimate price for. So trust me, he's thinking it. So I told my dad, or he thought it, or whatever the case may be. So I told my dad, um, you can't really put yourself in that, in that, in that question, in that mind state. Right. Everything in terms of Kevin Durant, in terms of everybody who felt what whatever decision that he made to go to OKC. You could literally watch Kevin Durant. And I'm not going to say Kevin Durant knew that the decision was a bad one because he, he's, he's won rings. He probably doesn't feel like it was a bad one at all. 
But you asked LeBron about the decision, and LeBron will tell you that that was a bad decision. Just the way that he did it. Not the decision itself, but the way that he did it. I think if KD had the chance to probably go back and talk to Russ before he did it and not let Russ find out the way that the rest of the world found out, I think he would. Right. But I think more than anything, what we should get as people who had issues with his original move, it doesn't look like, even with rings, KD has been happy since his last year in OKC. Even with winning rings. Yeah. Which is why I, I think KD was leaving anyway. I agree. So... I think in looking at Katie, you can see that that decision and the way that he handled it bothered him and himself. Himself. So, like, why did we need to add more to it? So, especially seeing Katie tear his Achilles, Katie might have gave his prime for that decision. Oh, he might have gave up his prime for that decision. We were looking at Katie as statistically, Katie could actually catch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He could actually do it. So. That's one of those like minor things that I guess people are pay for people um he might pay for. But let's say that he ends his career and he's second all time in scoring. Somebody will actually be able to look back at that and say, that year that he missed in Golden mm-hmm. State, if he wouldn't have did that, mm-hmm. he probably would have caught him or whatever the case may be. Or maybe they would have an additional ring or whatever the case may be. But again, trust me, if Kevin Durant knew, this goes back to the cowboy point, if Kevin Durant knew what was laying in front of him. Nobody knows if he makes that same decision. Right. Nobody knows if he knows that he's going to tear his Achilles. Nobody knows if he even suits up. So, I don't know. I just think hindsight is twenty twenty. So, a lot of people are looking at it like, and I mean, similar to what happened with Kawhi last year in terms of um, him missing a lot of the time that he missed. Everybody was saying, um, I know we have to get to baseball, but everybody was saying that he, um, like, he fell out the top five. And he fell out of my top five for sure. But I think, even before the season started, I kept having to remind myself, Kawhi, Kawhi. Like, he's somewhere in there. Right. Because I was like, when last seen, he had a 23-point lead on Golden State. So, he was top five then, or at least getting close to it. So, I think it's one of those things to where when you see it happen in the moment, that's why I think everybody is like, Kawhi, Kevin Durant's not the best player in the league. Right. And all I'm going to continue to go back to is 11 points in 14 minutes, three for three. Prisoner of the moment. Absolutely. I, I don't think it's still. And on top of that, the three shots were all threes. Yes, they were. And and that's what, and uh, again, I keep telling you, because I had an Achilles injury. I know what the what the next process is going to be like for Katie, and it's not easy. Like, this is the hardest part. And people always say that Achilles injuries don't necessarily just make you a better player. They make you a better person. Because you really have to test yourself for a year. You can't walk the way that you want to for a year. Right. You can't run for a year. You can't turn like and twist off your ankle for a year. It, it really forces you to kind of deal with whatever you're dealing with. So knowing what KD has in front of him, I, I think that makes me watch game five a little bit di- more different because he was pulling up and he was just shooting threes. The one time he tried to drive is when it ruptured. So that's what I that's what I can't get over. KD knew, and, and people can't get me to believe that KD didn't. I don't care if KD tells me. As a person who has gone through that, I think he partially tore it against Houston. And he knew going into it that he had the opportunity to, which is why he kept shooting threes. Right. I thought the same thing. Um, okay, so let's take a look at the, the games on the board Oof. tonight for baseball. And then um, 
we're going to wrap it up. But it's you're listening to Talk That Talk yes. on 91.5 KUNB, the Rebel HD2. I'm Alex White here with my co-host Chatterbox. You can follow our social medias at Talk That Talk LV for Instagram and Twitter. And then go like our Facebook page, Talk That Talk Radio Show. Um, okay, so games tonight. What do you think? Bryce Harper going back to Washington. We got the Phillies and the Nationals fireworks. again. I expect fireworks. Fireworks. I would honestly hope that, and again, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I would hope that his first at bat, they, they, they take care of him. They, they show that they care about him, um, and they appreciate what he did. But I'm gonna go back to what happened, and I, I told you the story about twice, two or three times on air. I continue to go back to when Bryce got drafted. And Steven Strasburg had got drafted the year before, and he was already at the major league level. And when he wouldn't sign his rookie deal, Bryce or Steven Strasburg was like, if he doesn't want to be here, we don't want him here. I don't know how many other ways to put it. He was like, he's a rookie. It's not like you've played in the big leagues before, so if you don't want to take the opportunity that you have, <laughs> okay, don't take it. Somebody else wants it, trust me. Don't be surprised if Bryce gets a couple in on the hands tonight. Yeah. Don't be surprised. Yeah. Because some would argue you never wanted to be here anyway. The same thing with KD. If KD does leave, regardless of even with the injury, Draymond is probably going to say, we knew in November you were leaving. So the fact that Bryce, plenty of things you could look at in Bryce's last year, Bryce making sure that everybody knew he wanted to be in the uh, home run derby in Washington. Right. Everybody was kind of like, well, if he wins it, that's his send off. Right. Because he didn't, he didn't get to win a ring. So if he wins that, that's his send off for now. And he did. And he won it. A lot of people can look back at Bryce's last year and say, you knew that you were leaving anyway. Don't be surprised if they throw some in on Bryce's hands tonight. Trust me. He, um, I, would, I don't know if I could say he's been on fire, but I've definitely seen him in the, it up. Yes, in the headlines a lot more. So we'll see. So Washington is minus 145. Do you have a, an opinion on a side? We It's so much going on in the sports world, and I know one of the things that you wanted to do is – possibly branching out this show so maybe we can get that opportunity to talk about excuse me two different times a week but yes we didn't address this for a while philly's in trouble only reason why is because how much did i say that andrew mccutcheon was going to play a big part for that team yes when i watched andrew mccutcheon tear his acl i was like if the phillies don't make it to the world series the phillies don't win it off the phillies don't make noise in a postseason, I'm pointing back to that. I know a lot of people are going to be like, Bryce couldn't get it together. Bryce could. Andrew McCutcheon. That is a very valid There's point. a reason when you lose or there's a, um, there's, a, there's a chain reaction when you lose that personality in the clubhouse. So I, I, after that injury, for sure, I looked at Philly and was like, they won't do it this year. Yep. I agree. So it's safe to say you're taking the, the Nationals tonight. And I said all of that to still say that I think that they're going to throw in on Bryce's hands, but I think Bryce gets the last laugh. Okay. Okay. Um, so I took a, last week when we were talking about this, mm -hmm. I took the Braves and the Pirates over. That game was 7-13. to 13. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and take the Braves over again. Who are they playing? They are playing the Mets with Zach Wheeler on the mound. Um, it's in Atlanta. Total is nine. Do you like that pick? Nine. Or do you want to? What, what did you, do you go wanna, over? I'm yeah. I'm going under. 
You're going under? I'm going under. Hmm. Part of it might be me just wanting to offset what you did, okay. but I'm going to go under. Do you have? Uh, do you want to pick a side for that or no? You want to move to the next one? I like one? Atlanta. I really like Atlanta. Okay. I do. Yeah. Like, if I had to, like, pick a team or, like, because I told you it was Houston. It was the Rockets growing up. I love their jerseys. I, lo- I love Tracy McGrady. I love Adidas. Like, it was it was easy for me. Um, I just like Atlanta. And I told you, I think my spirit animal, animal is prime time. So that's probably the reason why I'm a Brave fan like, right. at heart. That could be the reason. But I think I pinned that on you, actually. What, the Braves? No, that he's, that, that's he's spirit my spirit animal. animal? I'll take it. But I'll yes. take it. If I told you, if I can get, my goal is to is to have a, a X-rated sports analysis show. And who do I want as my co-host? I want primetime. Yes, I, I know can for see a, it. I know for a fact that I don't have to tell him, be honest. I, I can, never have to tell him, be honest. <laughs> I can see this. We're putting it out in the universe oh, right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Good energy. Okay, so the Astros are in Cincinnati. Um, the Reds do have Castillo on the mound. So, mm. But I... I don't Where really like to pick against Houston. They're in Houston? No, they're in Cincinnati. They're in Cincinnati. Yes. That's a hitter's ballpark, too. Houston. Total is eight and a half. I'm going to go over. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Um, reason why is because George Springer's not playing. Is Carlos Correa playing? I don't think so. I'm not sure if Jose Altuve's playing. They've still, they've still been getting it done. Well, I mean, yeah, they're a complete team. I'm just worried yes. about hits. Like that's what I'm, I'm right. not worried about that they can't do it again, but I'm worried about the over under. What is it? Eight and a half? Yeah. And their ends. You know what? I'm a bet on the ballpark. Yeah. I'm okay. gonna say over. I'm gonna bet on the ballpark. Okay. Um, Red Sox are in Minnesota taking on the Twins. We can I lean on your baseball expertise for this one? Ooh. I don't want to give you an answer. Minnesota is forty-seven and twenty-three. <sighs> they have done. Very well, but then we also have the defending exactly. champions exactly. who are thirty nine and thirty four. Um, yeah, I'm gonna lean on you for this one. The Twins are minus one thirty five, and the over under is ten. I I would say. Um, Oof. Well, are you is Porcello a pitcher you don't bet? I actually on? like Porcello. Okay. I actually like Porcello. Because I like him a lot. I think I would take I would take the value on the Red Sox. What's beating the Twins? Who's who's going for the twins? Jose Barreros. That's their ace. So don't take the value. I wouldn't say they that are, though because I, I just I look at any defending champ and even though they um they're defending champs whatever the case may be, um they get up for the best team or they get up for the team yes. that they played in the World Series or whatever like that. So that's why, especially once Minnesota was favored, I started to lean towards Boston. Even without knowing the pitching matchup, because I feel like everybody in there is going to get up for this game. They're going to look at this as like an ALCS game I, uh, or an ALCS series. Um, you I said agree. you agree? I that's, agree. That's, I, but betting against the best team, the best team in baseball, and not only that, the hottest team in baseball. Right. Like, I don't know. So. All right, let's skip that. The Marlins. You're going to go Boston, too? I'm going to go Boston. Okay. Marlins and the Cardinals. I think that's pretty easy. They're in St. Louis. It better be St. Louis. Yeah, they're favored. It's um, oh minus gosh. 210. Actually, I was – I looked at these games yesterday, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine said to take the run line with the Cardinals. So then really? you actually get some value. What's the, what's the over-under on that game? Just curious. The over-under is eight. For the Marlins and oh, – can we can, can we just go for fun on that one? I'm gonna go under. Yeah, 
and again, I don't even want to know who's pitching. I don't even care. Okay. Just that matchup in itself. And the fact that they've played each other in two series over the last two weeks now, or at least a week and a half, it's a lot of familiarity. I don't see a lot of runs being scored. Okay. I like that. Um, Let's see. Where do we want to end? How about with this? The Orioles and the A's in Oakland. I'm going to go. Oakland is favored by a lot. I was about to say I'm going to go with our affiliate, and I'm going to go with the Oakland A's. Um, saying anything about Oakland and saying R is really weird for yes. me. It's like, it's really awkward for me. Like I told you guys, being a Packer fan, you'll have me, you'll, you'll see me have no problem necessarily, unless I'm working for him, supporting the hometown Raiders because my cousin is Tim Brown. So yeah, like if I truthfully had, and as much as I love the Packers, that's my favorite team. That goes without saying. But if I had an organization that I could go embed myself in. It would be the Raiders, simply to keep up with that family tradition. Right. Just to, I mean, it, it would go, my cousin is literally Mr. Raider. Like, I I would feel like I would have to. Do you ever watch, or have you ever watched Hard Knocks? Um. Yes, I have. I'm sorry. It's uh, okay. CBS just broke news and said that um, the championship parade was spoiled in Toronto because there was a shooting. I that's all the information that I got. I hopefully I can find out some more before uh, we go off air. But in Canada, really, I'm not saying that it can't happen because a rapper just lost his life out there. I think last summer. Um, and that's oh. that's obviously anything can happen anywhere. But I wonder the situation. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Prayers and blessings to anybody that was out there at the um, parade. Um, those are supposed to be happy moments. Right. Those are supposed to be uh, joy-filled moments. So I, I can only imagine just hearing the shots ring off. It probably was just confusing more than anything. So um, hopefully everybody is safe. Uh, again, I, I don't yes. know the details of that, but um, hopefully everybody's safe. Um, I was wondering, do the Dodgers have a game? Your face just it changed. Up. Yeah, when you read your phone. Because I... Yeah, I just I, didn't expect that. I just, I really didn't expect to see that. That no. was beyond confusing. And like I said, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna not say anything else because I don't know what happened. Um, but yeah, but CBS well, reported it. So if you guys want to check out CBS, hopefully I can try to do the same thing. Um, the Dodgers do have a game. I was gonna bring this up because, again, I would think in the run line. Mm -hmm. So um, the Giants are in LA. So the Dodgers are favored minus two forty. Mm-hmm. So if That's you take the bit. run line, it's like minus 110, but then they have to win by two runs. Exactly. How do you feel about that? I would take it. Yeah? I would take it. I, I think the Dodgers would be a sure bet in that one for sure anyway, but if you need two runs for for you to take the run line, take it. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, and, and the reason why I was going to say that is actually my dad's tip in, which is perfect timing it's looking like but my dad's tip in is obviously cody bellinger he said the year that he's having has not been seen in over 80 years since babe ruth he said um up until the first week of june he was hitting 400 was hitting home runs just for kicks was throwing out runners who dare to run on his golden arm and he said and we thought yasio puig had an arm or had a gun and i'ma correct it just because two things can be true and i love saying that on here both of them do got a gun <laughs> If I had to pick which one I'm running on, I'm going to be honest. I've seen Yassi do it at a crazy rate. I'm not running on Yassi Opui. No, I agree. At my weight, I'm probably not running on anybody. But anyway, 
if I if I was a, an athlete at the baseball level, I'm not running. I'm I'm am t- taking belly before I run on Yasi. But anyway, um, he's leading the league in almost every offensive category. Excuse me, Bellinger is the first player with 19 home runs and seven outfield assists. Outfield assists. Outfield assists. Um, uh, through his team's first 52 games since. Babe did it in 1932. He said, I'm also just keeping my fingers crossed that this run continues all year long because there has been a segment. Um, he said there's a segment on Bellinger and the Babe. He said the scary part was that they showed several players who started off, um, who started the season off with scorching, uh, with scorching months, but it tallied off. It kind of tailed off the rest of the way. He said around the halfway point in what, next month is the halfway point? July. And yep. second week of July is the All-Star game. So um, he said, and these were some big name guys. He said he couldn't really remember at the moment. He said who the last player was mentioned. He said, but he's so sorry to tell me this. He said, but one of the players mentioned was Mike Trout. He said, and I don't have to remind you the year that he was having last year before the injury. He said, you know all too well the pace that he was on to obliterate records that only that have stood for decades. He said, I'm just hoping that Cody can stay healthy and finish the marathon. Shout out to Nip. Um, he said also, um, oh, okay, cool. And he said it was also great hearing the interview with Kenny White. He said him and him and Ken, the other Kenny will have plenty of good conversations. I told you my dad being a sports betting guy, that's, that's one, that's one mind that I'm sure my dad would love to pick. Um, very nice. Dad, you're right. Cody Bellinger is on some, something else right now. I don't, I don't know what he's on, but also <laughs> I do remember my friend saying, careful yeah careful what i say (laughs) he's on something crazy right now i'll put it that way i'm not i'm not questioning his bat trust me um but i think it's important to point out too that my friend said uh, i got a friend named walter who actually it was hilarious but he said cody bellinger could be in a boat and this is during the this is in the world series he was like cody bellinger could be in a boat in the middle of the ocean with a baseball and still couldn't hit the water and i was like yeah he's having a tough series right now so to his credit, I think he used that. We talk a lot about athletes getting met with adversity and how they respond. I think it goes back to what what we just kind of talked about. His numbers are off the charts. But again, it does not matter if he falls up, if he comes up short. And he has Walter saying the same thing come October. So we'll see. Very cool. Thank you, of course, to your dad for the tip in, as always. Um, you're listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5 KUNV, the Rebel HD2. I'm Alex White. Follow me on social media at Alex White with two E's. This is Chatterbox. You can follow him on Twitter at Sir underscore Chatterbox, C H A T T E R B O X. His Instagram is at underscore ASAP. Really? Really. I was about to say, I think you got it. Jeez, so close. Now you're good. Um, and then, yeah, please follow our show. We uh, appreciate all the support, all the love. Always. Um, Twitter and Instagram, at TalkThatTalkLV. Facebook page, Talk That Talk Radio Show. Yes, and once again, I think we already plugged it once, but the OD Podcast, we're recording again this week. We're going to try to figure out what um, what days we can make happen. Yes. Um, Ivy's in LA, I believe, right now, so shout out to Ivy. Um, back, back at the home turf, and this was actually her first time going back back um since the nip passing as well so seeing her post a couple pictures from uh the shopping center um i mean it i'm not gonna say it reopens old wounds but um it, it keeps it it keeps it somewhat fresh and i think that is actually important to do and um I, I actually normally i don't feel like i would say that but i think it's actually really important to keep some of those wounds fresh only because we realize that um 
it was a person who we all believed was doing the right thing. So yes. I think anytime we can shed light on that person's life and the things that that person wants to do or wanted to do and was doing, I think it's very, very important to do so. So thank you, Ivy, for posting those pictures because you don't even realize what you're helping with. Um, T, thank you for another great show. Thank you. I had a great time. Thank you, uh, Kenny White, for coming on. That was my and, next. Um, that was my next. Thank you. Sorry, and um, and everyone for listening. In the meantime, keep 